Welcome to Brandon Bear's Audio Visual Club. The program will begin shortly. Everything. Look, Brandon Bear's AV Club, episode three with Borg. Uh, wow. Let's Magi- get it, dude. Magical moment. All right, how are we looking? Cool, we good? All right, let's get it rolling. Uh, welcome to AV Club, episode three. I'm Brandon Bear. I'm sitting here with Tobias, aka Borg, aka Borgology. AKA the man of many names. How you feeling, man? Uh, I just want to start off by saying you're. So, uh. What is that? You never heard, like, you're. Like, with someone like, oh, you, you gotta say you're back. So, you're. Cool. Are you familiar with this terminology? Look, I'm saying you gotta. Too. I don't bro, know. It's like, a, it's like a New York thing, but I mean, I'm not from New York, but I'm good. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm good. I'm straight. It's early in the morning. Like, Obviously, it's showing. Tobias is going a little crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm playing with you, brother. We're sitting here. Uh, in the workshop, live from Des Moines. Tobias is usually helping out with Seku with all the visual candy, you know, making this show what it is. Um, today, he decided to sit down and have a conversation with me. Um, yeah, so for those of you who don't know who Borg is, Borg's a visual artist right here in the city, um, a collaborator and a team member of mine. And we just really have been kind of going at it for the past, you know, year now, getting close to it. All factual. Um, I met you at 515 Alive. Literally. Just kind of crazy. That was that's a really weird experience. Cause I was like, I don't, we were, I don't know what we were even talking about. Like I thought I just came up to you like, what's up? I was like, yeah, it's good, bro. Just kind of a universe. And then you Loki like just gave me your business card. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not for the small talk, you know. Look, so I was like, yo, just check it out, and we'll like link eventually, <laughs> maybe. Look, but then I remember I like kind of pulled you aside. I was like, yo, like, what's your Instagram? And I checked out your work. I was like, oh, lit. he's really about it. Literally, that was crazy. And then we shot Gucci. No, you shot Gucci, bro. Let's talk about that. Look, like, we were both there. We were both there. And like we I was in the pit and I was like, I had my access, but you got literally taken to the next level with it. Lit. Like, which was crazy. Cause like for me, I've shot festivals before. That was your first one, right? That was my first one ever. First one ever. And literally Gucci's managers is like, yo, like come get some like more bro, interpersonal. That was shots. crazy. Yeah, he was like, We were all getting out of the pit. Yeah, uh, out of the photographer's pit, and then he was like, he just pointed at me. He's like, "You, come up, like come here." And I was like, "Bet." And then he's like, "Yeah, just take some pictures of Gucci on stage. It's gonna be tight." I Next. send him the, I send him the pictures, and then, uh, yeah. I mean, that's it. That's typically that how those it. things yeah. go. But like, yeah, I remember we all just went backstage. I, I don't know who the kid we were with is, um, but and I just like glance and I'm like, "Yo, is that that Tobias kid?" And you're like on stage, literally with bro. Gucci Mane. Crazy. So I guess how did that whole experience for it being your first festival, you know, and like being new to the creative aspect of, of your life, um, how did that kind of craft your your next steps with your creative oh, career? It was go time. Yeah. Like once I realized that, bro, I was like, Yeah, let's get it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's time to go. Cause I mean, I, I mean huge. Like I know it really it really was a huge yeah. uh, experience for me. And I think like before that, I was like, Yeah, I'm doing this, like it's cool. But after that, I was kind of like, yeah, it's go time. It's time to make something pop. Yeah, it had to feel more official. Bro, it's crazy, too. because like those the, opportunities just happening like that. Yeah, it was yeah. wild. And, like, the girl that was with us that was shooting in the pit that mm-hmm. day, she, like, is shooting for the Bulls now. Yeah, I saw like, that's that. that's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. crazy in less than a year, just the growth we've all had from just the small community we had. And I kind of talked with Ellie on the last episode about when you're shooting in those environments, it is very communal. You're working together. You have to share space. And, yeah. Uh, that being said, I met you at five and five. Yeah. Shortly, it was like three months later, out of nowhere, you hit me up and you're like, "Yo, I'm shooting this short film. 
called Vibe and like I really want you to be in it. And I was like, sure, let's do it. Literally, bro. I came up with the script in like two hours. Yeah. I called Seku. I was like, look, I got this idea. Just you gotta just rock with me. Like I have a guy. He's cool. I'm pretty sure you got he, could a be, guy. He, he could be some he could be some cool people. And then uh I called you. You were down you were downtown on what, like fifteen minutes? Yeah. I was like, let's get it. Pulled up. I think that's when you first met Koo. It was. And then And Koo had the Ronin yeah. and all of that. And you know, fast forward now, little literally less than a year and now we're all shooting A V. We got a lot of other projects going out. Koo's working on his thing. You're working on your thing. Like Facts. The, it, it's crazy how it all kinda comes together. That is wild, bro. It's it's just insane. But yeah, that's and I think that's really what set it off between all of us, like like saying like, Oh yeah, it's time to go. Like it's really time to go now. I mean, so. that was the domino effect that sent us to Joshua Tree, California to shoot Deep Space Network and like Literally. that's coming. But uh, it, it's crazy how it worked out. I never felt more like confident in, in the city and like just in myself. I was like, OK, it is go time. Yeah, that's facts. But you haven't always been to that point. You're kind of new to the creative side of your life. Um, you've always been creative, but just recently you picked up a camera within the past couple of years, right? Most definitely, bro. Like. I was looking back in my in my vault of like pictures mm -hmm. uh, a while ago. I think like my first pictures I took were like in like 2016. Wow. So yeah, 20, you're really kind of new to it. And that's like it was at like the the last end of like 2016 is where I really started taking pictures and like doing that stuff heavily. Before that, it was like graphic design like only, and then I picked up a camera. Then I started taking pictures, and I started doing like video work. So. Well, originally you played football at Granby, right? Right. Yeah. So and I bowled. I did. And you bowled. Yeah, that's bowled, right. Yeah, You're a baller, tight. but I forgot about that. Um, but so what elements of the athletics and then like all your time in the athletics cross over into your creative side, or was it a whole new fresh start for you? It was like it wasn't really a fresh start because I mean like work ethic and then like your um passion about it is something that carried over like worth it worth it. Worth ec work ethic there nailed it, is. it. <laughs> uh, passion and just like your willingness to get better every day because that's what you kind of have to do it, especially like when I play football you always had to learn something new every day because you had to play a different opponent every week so learning and then those two things I said before passion and just like work ethic is something I really brought over to my creative side because like I remember the time where I was like I'm not good at this I have to do it even more so like I kept doing it even more and more. I'm curious how you, for you, the uh, like competitive side of it, did that translate at all? It, I mean, it like I I don't I don't try having it, having it like being competitive, but it's like my nature because I've always been competitive. So like as much as I, as much as I say like, artists have to collab together and like be a bigger like be a part of something bigger than themselves. There still is like in the back of my mind, like, I still want to be better than so and so. Like I still want to get to a level that no one else has reached yet. Right. So I think I think that definitely pulled over a little bit, but not like always. Like I got to beat the next guy in front of me. I you. think like, that's overlooked in the visual arts yeah. community, mm -hmm. where like music people get it. You know, it's just like this is sport, this is competition. Like yeah, like I'm going for the crown type thing. But I feel like there's a stigma with visual arts where it's like, why are you tripping? Like you know you might feel like somebody is biting your style like to some extent and, and people like don't understand how that correlates while is you know like right now drake and push the t's well it was it's deaded now but yeah, like super dead now it was like, yeah but like that was just natural like it's again a rap is sport mm -hmm. and i think there is aspects of sport to visual entertainment as well um that, it, that often is overlooked I think so. I, it's really hard because like in art, there's a lot of people that are just stay that that can stay in their lane the whole time, 
and just worry about what they do and not worry about anybody else and get on. But yeah. there's other, but there's other people that like thrive off that competition, and like that's how they get on by being like, like by being like, like pressing the issue, like oh yeah, I'm better than him, like oh yeah, like their stuff's trash. Well, I, I like let's bring it back to five on five alive and like even just the festival shooting aspect. There is kind of that stigma of the environment as well where there's always those couple like alpha male dudes that are like oh i'm gonna get on top of the literally the speaker and get the best angle and like not care Mm -hmm. that you're like standing right there trying to get the same shot but then there's also people who like have what feels like zero aggressive attitude towards it or like any real passion and they're just kind of like yeah like you can go in front of me like yeah i don't need to get my angles kind of thing there's that stigma and there's like the gear stigma and like if you have good if you have better gear it oh yeah it make you 100 percent. Like, that's that's so trash what was that meme i sent you and Koo on twitter oh it was like ah shout out uh title.wave bro he retweeted it it was um fuck Bro, I don't remember. Something along the lines no of idea. like, yo, I bought the camera you recommended. Why does my oh, shit yeah, not look like yeah. yours? And like, like, yeah, but it's so like, real, what? bro. That's Because I think people like when they're starting out, they want their shit to be like A1 so bad. Mm-hmm. But it's really not the gear. It's like, not. You really have to have an eye for it. And if you don't, you don't. I, I think that's what I think that's what most people like. Like when I saw something else on Twitter the other day, like, um, like don't compliment a photographer or like a videographer on his gear. Compliment him on his eye. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because like 100%. that's that's really what it is. Like they could have they could have the best gear, they could have the worst gear, but if they have the eye for it and they can see something like that's really dope, that's what you compliment on. You don't compliment on their gear. Speak so much more loudly when you're looking at their work and exactly. it's like, what did you shoot this on? And like, dude, I, like Alex Fell's a really great example of that. No, for real. And he's gonna kill me for saying this. No disrespect, Alex, but like some of his best work is on his iPhone, and it blows my mind. Cause like it just shows, like I said, it speaks so much louder to the idea of creativity is like genetic almost. Like yeah. some people are born with it. Some people just have it. You could give them any, any outlet, any facet and they just succeed with it. That's a fact. So, um, let's bring it back a little bit. Like I said, you went to Grandview and you're playing football. Uh, what did you just like, what's your major? Uh, my major is digital media production, and I have a minor in photography. So going into college, you kind of knew, like... No. No? I had no idea. Did I you s- switch it up? or I, So going into college, I I was a football player, and I was a bowler. Like, I was in the communications department at Grandview, and, like, I had no idea, like, what I wanted to do. At first, I wanted to be, like, a radio personality. Mm-hmm. I realized that was kind of whack. And I realized, I realized, like, eh... Maybe this is not for me, like, because the radio... Did you feel like that was an outdated, like, medium? Not not necessarily, but, like, I feel like it was really hard for, like, no reason. Mm. Um, then I was like, yeah, I don't know if I can do this. And, like, around the time, I was really getting into graphic design. So, at the time, I was like, okay, I can still be a communications major and do a graphic design minor. Um, so, I was designing a lot and then hoping to get my minor. Well, there's no graphic design minor at Grandview when I was there. And then I was like... So, I took all the graphic design classes and then, like, nothing came of it. So that was like okay, and that's so that's why. And then like around that time when I was like okay, I can't do anything in graphic design. I started getting into photo, I started getting into video, and so yeah, like, that's kind of when it, that's kind of like and it just off. like worked out. Yeah, and, like, it crazy. It worked out crazily because now I love I love what I do. Like I could do this every day. And you totally are. Like you're. You, I don't know anybody who works more than you do. To be honest, I nah, mean the, your constant workflow, um, it's inspiring. It pushes me. Like I said, after we did vibe i was like it's it's go like, literally like it's go time let's like get it and um again that's when you know we all hopped in a jeep wrangler and hit Bro, joshua tree california crazy um but 
Shout, shout out to Koo for just sitting in the back of the Jeep the whole time, boy. Shout out to Koo for a lot of Bro, shit. For what? one, like, again, making this show what it is, Bro, putting real. in the work, all of that. He's got his own stuff coming out, too. We got to get him on yes. shortly. We got to uh, get him on. If we're putting the squad on, might as well. But shout out, Koo. Shout out Tobias. What's next for you, man? Like, what do you got coming? Um, So working on my, like, magazine, like a little zine called okay. Don't Sleep, Just Peep. Uh, that'll be out soon. Finishing touches are coming. Books are coming in right now. So that's going to be really dope. And then working on a short film with one of my buddies. Uh, my cousin, actually, but he's, like, family. He's basically, like, we've known each other since we were super little. So Yeah. Uh, working on a, a short film with him called Beautiful Anxiety. Okay. And then, like... Whatever else pops off. Pops Any idea off. when that's coming out? Um, should be done within the next couple of weeks. Cool. It's gonna be tight. Release shortly thereafter. Uh, yeah. Where can people find that? Where can uh, people keep up with you and your work? Uh, you can follow me on my Instagram and Twitter. You know, at Borgology. B O R G O L O G Y. Uh, I like being called Borg though. Like I know, like people call me by Is my. Is that Instagram. your preference? I because Borgology is like Borg and then ology, like so. See, I call you Borg all the time, and I call Koo Seiku by his full name, and I don't think he, I don't think he fucks with that sometimes. I don't but, know, you know. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I never know if calling you Borg is Look, like. I'd rather I'd prefer people to call me Borg because that's really what it is. Because that on my on my uh, Twitter and Instagram, YouTube, it's just Borg. I think it's cool you have an alias. Like I kind of wish I had an alias sometimes, Bro. but like I'm just the the Brandon Bear. <laughs> like it that. took a lot of time to find a good alias. Like first I was like the Yeti. Yeah, it's like, got to feel right, and you then, know. Like, <laughs> my, what's my emoji bro my emoji is the floppy disk and i'm actually gonna run with it so you feel good about it definitely feel, i know you were kind of tripping the bro. past couple weeks where like see you got the little network symbol bro yeah who has the actual world the globe symbol. what do i got i told you floppy see the floppy disk, disk is, is where i gotta go it was, I, it was ideal it, it really worked for you i think that's it it fits your vibe yeah but. cool so borgology pretty much across all platforms yeah borgology on all platforms. new stuff coming out soon factual anything else Man, uh, box water's better. Shout out box Shout water. Shout out box water, Yo, Unfortunately, no, fortunately, we're not gonna put it that way. Uh, we got box water now. Was Fiji Life's switching crazy. it up? Box water's better. So, uh, this is not a paid advertisement. This is not a paid box water. Get at us. We're really, really kind of struggling over here. We're paying the bills, keep the lights on. Watch out. No, we're not. We're good. <laughs> Everything's good over here. Don't trip. Um, yeah, man. Appreciate you coming on. I know normally, you know, you're more comfortable back there, but it seems like you did pretty excited to be on, which is cool. We got to put everybody on, bro. So let's Got to put it. everybody on. All right, man. Appreciate you coming by. I want to give a quick thank you to Seiku MCR, as usual, for executive producing this episode. Tobias for coming on, but also typically helping out with the creative aspect of things. Um, ENL in Atlanta. He made the intro and outro beat. Uh, Brianna Parker in London. She did the intro and outro vocals again tobias can thank you enough for coming by um and then you for watching the show and consuming it and interacting with it uh we're still gonna keep putting these out every sunday uh you know we got it like like we're gonna keep doing it as long as you keep watching so again appreciate you appreciate you appreciate you seiku uh yeah until next time we'll see you later Thank you for tuning in to Brendan Bear's Audio Visual Club. The program is now over.